With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nothing like a little ska for a Tuesday morning. Early ska, too. That's pretty similar. That's, that's like a... Uh, that's like the ska that started it all. <laughs> when you go when you go the madness route, you know. Yeah. Do these words mean anything to you Same at, album at all? Our house. No, we were... I, I recognize that these are letters and vowels strung into <laughs> words. <laughs> Might as well I can be speaking that much. Might as well be speaking Portuguese. <laughs> I, d- I dated a girl once who uh, who was fluent. She and her family were fluent in Portuguese. And uh, many an awkward moment when mom would come home and suddenly all the Portuguese would begin talking and I didn't understand a word that they were saying. And I'm pretty sure they were talking about me. That's the worst. Yeah. When you know that someone's talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. That was not fun. 651-989-5855. Uh, coming up, we do have something that is kind of fun. We have uh, a, uh, a Democrat running for office that uh, may have put together the one of the worst campaigns that we've uh, uh, ads that we've seen in a long, long time. And Drew, as you noted, uh, you can see the video up at TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com on the Justice and Drew page. The, you can play the audio, right? And you still get the get the idea, especially if you are familiar at all with the movie Top Gun. Oh, it's so so bad. We were uh, discussing a moment ago the last-ditch Hail Mary trying to get the votes together. Uh, Lindsey Graham and uh, Bill Cassidy on a uh, repeal-replace. Not really a repeal-replace, basically giving block grants to states in lieu of subsidies from uh, 2020 to 2026 that the states can then go and use that money for however they see fit to deal with health care putting some power to the states. The one thing that we do like about it, though, is it appeal, it repeals the individual mandate, gets rid of the tax penalty, and also gets rid of that mandate that businesses had placed upon them. If you've got more than 50 employees, you have to go and provide health insurance for those that are working 30 hours or, or more. And I remember when the discussion started, not even when Obamacare got in place, just when they started talking about it, working for a business and what that company did. Mm-hmm. They, um, they didn't before go before it was implemented. Before it was implemented, they went to twenty five. Yeah, just to be safe. <sighs> just to be safe, they they started capping part time workers at twenty five hours, and uh, it, we were there at the same time. You know, <laughs> we, <laughs> we saw we saw what happened. Lost several uh, valuable key, valuable employees that were you know averaging anywhere from you know thirty to forty hours a week. Sometimes even getting a little overtime. Yeah, and then they got capped to twenty five. It's like I can't. I either have to get a second job or I can't work here anymore. Right. And some of them chose not to work there anymore. It was painful. And again, you had employees that were it, – it stunted, at least in our industry. You know, I mean, it can't speak for other industries, but you could, you could imagine what, what effect it had there. But in our industry, it stunted – it stunts the growth and did stunt the growth of so many individuals who were trying to work their way up because – 
they weren't given the opportunity to work those extra hours, to put in the extra time. And especially in our industry, that's how you differentiate a lot of times between individuals who really want it and individuals that don't. Yeah. Who's going to be able to work on holidays? And that's the frustrating thing about all these government mandates, not just the uh, not just Affordable Care Act, but if you look at like the sick leave mandate, if you look at even minimum wage, you've got... You've got a willing employee, right, who wants to work at this establishment, wants to put in the hours, and is willing to work for these certain conditions. And you've got an employer that's willing to grant those conditions to that employee. But then you have the government sort of inject itself into that relationship and say, no, 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 no. For this to work, you're going to have to offer uh, health care benefits and you're going to have to offer sick time for every hour worked and you're going to have to offer this minimum wage. Sorry that all you two willing adult parties have come to this agreement that that you that you've deemed mutually beneficial and you're both consenting to it, but we don't approve. So we're going to step in the middle there and we're going to say, no, you can't do that. No, I know, guys, this may be me going, you know, way off the deep end here. And I don't mean to get conspiratorial, but it's almost like it's almost like Obamacare was like designed to like create like that scenario. Like it was designed to put people in a position where businesses had to hire a bunch of part timers who would be susceptible to like labor unions and activist organizations who would then fight for them to get them more a higher a, a higher minimum wage. It's like it was like created to. You don't think they would have done that? <laughs> you know they wouldn't. They would. The government's here to help us, aren't yeah. they? Aren't they here to? Aren't they here to? They don't think they would have done that intentionally. Ben calling from Ramsey. Good morning, Ben. Hey, good morning. Uh, so I just had a quick comment. Um, my employer is a national, like a national company. Um, they're based outside of you know Minnesota, but uh, they recently. Um, changed their policy for sick time because of the Minneapolis uh, deal. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I don't even live in Minneapolis, but I'm affected by it. But what they did is they just took away our vacation time and, and then added the sick time. So <laughs> it, it was neutral as far as sick wow. time goes, but we lost vacation days. So wow. it didn't really do anything. Wow. I didn't even think about that as, a, as, a, as an unintended consequence of how a business might react to this new mandate sick leave. Okay, fine. You know, we'll, we'll just take your vacation time and we'll call it sick leave. Yep. Now we're meeting the letter of the ordinance and uh, and we don't have to offer any more paid time off to our employees. Wow, that sucks. That yep. sucks, man. You're, and this company's not even based in Minneapolis, you said? No, no. But 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 do you the employer the employees we, work in Minneapolis at times? Correct, correct. Wow, that's awful, man. I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it. it's 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 one of those stories that reminds me, you know, you 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 hear the term bleeding heart liberal and you see all these activists out there that we're fighting for you. We're fighting for you. And but and you the 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 term chilling effect and, and, and things of, you know, comments like that. We looked at uh, opening a business briefly. Uh, and and went down the road and talking with some individuals who were who were you know helping with small businesses and things like this and actually looking at locations to open up this particular business and I won't say what it is but you know it was an eye opening experience actually going down a road of seeing what it takes to own and operate your own business and and all of the things that are required of that I and I said it before man I can't even fathom what it must be like for an employer. 
of, of, of a small business, um, somebody who started from scratch. You know the story, Howard Root's story on a different level, but someone who started from scratch to create this business, put all their heart and soul and savings into it to have the government and a bunch of hack city council members come in and start imposing these rules on you that are going to drastically affect your ability to not even just keep your business up and operating, but take care of your employees that you were taking care of. And yet you have that. We're oh, we're fighting for the little people. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are not. You're fighting for your own little egos, your own little power trips. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going on my rant. We got a, a email in regards to a healthcare a friend of the a friend of the show. Kevin wrote uh, Murkowski and Collins, who torpedoed it. You know the the healthcare repeal replaced last time. Says they will not support it. The the Cassidy Graham bill because it defunds Planned Parenthood. And I don't disagree with that, but I do wonder, because that's one of the facets that they kept in this. Do you think that it makes it, if you do the that term again, mental gymnastics, if you're Graham and, 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 and Cassidy, you present this and you've, you need two votes in Murkowski and Collins, you include it to begin with, and then you say, we'll strip out that provision provision to get it to the goal line. Do you think that makes it more palatable to... The electorate, Some, when they move forward, you know, some, going, well, they tried, but we got to get it done. De, de, if they were to yank it, yeah. for the sake of argument. It depends. No, it, it'll, be, it, it'll be more palatable to a portion, but there are going to be plenty of people where that issue is their top A, number one issue. That yeah. They're going to uh, be just as upset as if there was no repeal whatsoever. I just wonder what. What's at least for me in my mind, what's higher on the priority list is getting something done, yeah. than getting nothing done, even if it includes something that you know is is important. Um, this article here is out of Fox News. Just real quick, because uh, we haven't talked about it. Uh, this is from or from earlier in the summer, but uh, Rand Paul sent a letter to the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, urging him and other Republicans in the Senate to abandon their plans to replace Obamacare. And with uh, what Paul believes, and rightly so, was a model uh, too similar to the one by the Affordable Health Care Act, same thing that Rand Paul's complaining about now. There is one part of Rand Paul's health uh, care reform wish list that was particularly important and worthy of attention. Uh, his call for association health plans. As Paul's letter explains, while I appreciate the inclusion of small business health plans in the BCRA, I believe improvements could be made to expand upon this provision to allow for greater freedom for individuals and small businesses to pool together for the purpose of obtaining health insurance. Mm -hmm. He wanted the language changed uh, to allow any individual including self-employed individuals, to form associations for the purpose of purchasing group health insurance. We've seen, uh, we've seen this happen under religious groups. Under the, uh, we've seen right. religious groups uh, get together, like churches get together, or an association of churches get together and create these co-op health insurance plans that aren't necessarily subject to... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
every mandate in the ACA. Why not expand that freedom to everybody? To like everybody. Everybody. Right. We could create our own little. Yeah. The Justice Drew and Sam health care plan. Ooh. Yeah. See, and it can be tailor-made to our needs. Because <laughs> right? they're all so similar. <laughs> extra extra coverage for collarbones. Collarbones, yes, right? Yes, right? all the collarbone coverage, please. Extra coverage for, you know, liver transplants eventually down the road. Heart <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, I drink too. <laughs> Just saying. Some, some, maybe maybe some hair hair plugs. Maybe some hair plugs for, for for Drew over there, right? Oh no, I was thinking for Sam. Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry. Uh-huh. Once you stop requiring people to have health insurance before they get sick, you cease to have a true insurance system. Imagine for just a moment what the car insurance market would look like if an uninsured drivers could smash into other people's cars and property and then be able to call an insurer and force them to cover the accident. The price of everybody's car insurance would skyrocket. And that's essentially what's happened with the health insurance market under Obamacare. It would allow any individual, including self-employed individuals, to form associations for the purpose of purchasing group health insurance and would go a long way towards solving the policy dilemma. Yeah. Let people, uh, you know, let people, if they choose... Form a form a co-op. You can have a neighborhood co-op. You yep. can have a church co-op. You can have uh, a coalition of service industries. You know, restaurants get together and form a co-op. If only he ran for pre- oh, wait, hold on, sorry, didn't he? We could have, could have happened. But look at what we got. No. Look at what we got. No. Years worth of material. Six five one. Fair. Nine eight nine five eight. Five five. All right. Uh, here's what we got. Democrat mocked for worst campaign ever. Comes out of uh, out of Fox News, right? Democrat Dan Helmer, a candidate for Virginia's 10th congressional uh, district, released a campaign ad entitled "Helmer Zone." Helmer Zone that is being ripped across the board by journalists as one of the worst uh, political campaign ads ever. We'll bring you the audio here in uh, just a moment. But first, we've got a few calls on the uh, health insurance topic. 651-989-5855 is the phone number, or you can use the hashtag TCNT on Twitter. Jay, calling from Southern Minnesota. Good morning. Morning. How's it going? Great. Hey, I'm a little dense, but if these politicians really wanted to solve this health care issue, couldn't they just simply make it? That if your employer spends money on providing insurance for you, and if you spend money on any sort of health care issues, that we could just make that a tax write-off, make it totally deductible. Then How would that... would, there wouldn't have to be any big bureaucracy or anything, and you could just write off your health insurance. Yeah. I mean that's that would be pretty easy, I would think. Yeah, but I don't know that it's. A, I don't know that. I don't know that that's a fix. I mean, that could certainly be part of no. part of a solution, but I don't know that that's a fix. We you got can. A, Narn Add it to the on, mix. Narnfin on Twitter using the hashtag TCNT uh, it always makes very salient points when, whenever we're talking uh, health coverage, health insurance. As group insurance is the problem, ultimately, even though people's survival depends on it right now, the problem isn't forcing people to buy health insurance. The problem is what they force them to buy. Mm. True. Good points. 651-989-5855. All right, before we get to Pete Hegseth, uh, just after uh, 830 this morning, we've got a couple pieces of audio. One is uh, Dan Helmer, and we will uh, bring you all into the Helmer zone uh, coming up. Check out the video at Twin Cities News Talk and the Justice and Drew page, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Also, Nancy Pelosi, right, gets a, a bit of a... He gets a gets a bit of a hard time mm. from uh, from a group of illegal immigrants during a uh, 
during a stop. It's like, well, you kind of created this mess. Yeah. And uh, they're they're going after everybody. So we'll give you the audio on both of those coming up next on Twin Cities News Talk. Get your membership with the Twin Cities Film Festival. Membership gets you free movies year-round, discounts during the Twin Cities Film Festival in October, and more. Membership benefit details at TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I can't. I can't be a part of that. Yeah, can, you can. I? can I? Why not? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why, right. why, why, why not? Yeah, Everybody's John. welcome. All even right. John Justice. Wow. Free movies. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Except... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you've opened no, it up. Make a what? joke, and then they realized it was uh, no. I I had a bad idea of a joke fostering in my head that I'm just going to put away. All right, all right. You can let me know on the break. Not radio appropriate. Maybe. I'm just going to set that one to the side. I get now. the feeling that it was going to touch upon some sensibilities, and he just decided he didn't want to go there. That's a, that's 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 my guess. And based Let's off dwell on it, based on the snicker, I am correct. <laughs> Democrat Dan Helmer wants you to enter the Helmer Zone. Helmer Zone. Now, Sam, this is going to be a bit lost on you because you haven't seen. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near the Helmer Zone. You have just let's make that clear. You haven't seen Top Gun, but a candidate for Virginia's 10th uh, congressional district is being roasted as one of the worst ever political campaign ads for releasing an imitation of the Tom Cruise movie Top Gun. Now, we will say <sighs> it was incredibly well produced. Somebody got paid a lot of money to put that ad together. This is we've seen these. <laughs> we see Democrats go down this road before, and and, I, and it's not just Democrats. It seems Republicans do it too, but it's more fun to poke at Democrats because they're wrong. Um, we've seen them go down the road this road before, and what's always amazing to us is the fact that they never seem to pick up on how awful and horrible the idea is. It just seems like everybody gets, as Drew said earlier, swept up in it and just goes, this is going to be great. And I think because in the video... They get so many people on board that are a part of it. They're all just happy to be a part of the video as well, knowing that this is going to be this campaign ad that nobody, like, you know, nobody wants to be the one person to go, I really think this is cheesy well, and yeah, dumb you and know, bad. You know there was at least one or two people involved in this process that had that thought to themselves where, like, you know what, everybody... Everybody seems to think this is going to be great, so maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, just go along with it. I wonder if it has to do with it's, the fact that there's like little chance that this dude can get elected at all, and they all know it. So like, just let Dan do what he wants to do. <laughs> just he says, and he doesn't have a shot at this seat. So if Dan wants to go and and have everybody enter the Helmer Zone, then just go oh, ahead and let him. Oh, it's fantastic! And you can watch this ad on the TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com uh, website. We did post it up earlier, but the audio alone is enough to. To give you the indication of just how bad this is, welcome to the Helmer Zone. Hey, Dan, isn't that Congresswoman Comstock back there at the bar? Sure is. That you can't get her to hold a town hall. Town hall? Do you want better than that? We've lost that love and feeling. No, Dan. Never hold town halls anymore with constituents. Land Parenthood and Obamacare you voted against. You're trying hard not to show it, but Barbara, Barbara, you know it. You've lost that centrist feeling, cause you've been right wing appealing. We've lost that love and feeling, now it's gone, gone. 
You've, you've lost a centrist feeling. Nice work, Dan. Thanks, Maverick. <laughs> okay, so... Stop, stop it, stop it. I'm Dan stop, Helmer. Stop it. And I'm going to lose this election. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan Helmer, and I've just made the worst so, political ad you've ever seen. This is, this is how this should go down. So Dan presents this idea, and there should be somebody who has... The courage to stand up and go, no, 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 no. You don't understand the lack of context of what you're trying to do. Because if you're trying to, I'm going to I'm gonna go there. If you're trying to make this a parody and have it align with what you're attempting, none of it fits. In the movie, Tom Cruise is trying to woo Kelly McGillis in that moment because she rejected him. By singing a song that everybody in the bar would probably know. So the whole concept of Dan Helmer going to sing to the challenger makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Unless he indeed is attempting to woo her to ride the back of his motorcycle with him <laughs> down a long pier on a nice summer sunset evening in San Diego. It doesn't make any sense. I watch that and I go, how does everybody in the bar know this parody song? Is this is this popular amongst the bar patrons here that they all know this song? And why is he serenading this person who he doesn't like? Not to mention the whole Maverick thing at the end. The video is riddled. He's got the motorcycle. He's got the leather jacket. Yeah, right. Until the very end where he shows up in the quintessential sort of political candidate suit. <laughs> the very last shot. Hello. I'm the jerk you're not going to vote for. Bet you can't get her to hold a town hall. <laughs> so, so clearly he's getting, he's taking his cues from that indivisible group <sighs> that is insisting on a bunch of fake town halls where everybody just gets together and yells at a congressperson. That's not a real town hall. So, so bad. All right, we do have another piece of audio to share with you. This one's also fun in a, in a different way. Uh, out of Breitbart, a group of illegal aliens calling themselves the Immigration Liberation Movement crashed a press conference. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conference by House Minority Leader uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday warning the Democrat Party not to sell us out. Now, we do have the audio of what took place at this particular press conference. It's clear. It's clear you don't want any answers. Is it clear? She's so confused. She is so confused. She is not used to getting that kind of reaction from when she goes and talks to her supporters.
Uh, they held up signs, including a fight for all 11 million, referring to the estimated total of all illegal aliens in the U.S. In the mic check, call and response style popularized by Occupy Wall Street protest in 2011, the activists declared, we remember all too well how for eight years the Democrats laid siege to our communities, raiding and deporting nearly three million people of our family members and loved ones. Where was your resistance then? Miss Pelosi, did you think we would forget? We send a clear message to our fellow undocumented youth and community. We are the resistance to Trump, not the Democrats. Now, I think that's the one, that's the one thing about um, this particular rally that took place around Pelosi is that this was a, this was an order this was a very organized effort going on. I mean, yeah. she can take somewhat of solace and this is this is a group that she's promoted this type these types of tactics. Yeah. They've and brought this upon themselves. She's used to them sort of working on her behalf. Yes. You know, and helping advance whatever agenda she's pushing, but now you know, you created this monster, now it's turned on you. Just utter chaos. Uh, the active the activists also chanted brown power in a show of intersectionality, solidarity among uh, left wing groups. They also tran uh, chanted trans lives matter and other slogans while Pelosi stood silently behind the throng. You met with Trump. And you call that resistance? They shouted in unison. Yep, this is a backlash to the uh, Don, Chuck, and Nancy, the three best friends. <laughs> right? Yeah. How dare you? He's on a first name basis with you now. How can you dare resist him? Um, I I just sent Drew, and we can we can we got enough time. We can play this here. This is one of my uh, Crack.com. They put together these 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 videos, parody videos, right? And. Uh, the Helmer Zone ad, right? Not the first time we've seen an ad, an, an ad like that before. Crack.com created this video a number of years ago. Uh, it's titled, A Campaign Ad for the Most Electable Candidate Ever. Does anyone else miss the time when we used to work this land? The time politicians served the people. Does anyone else miss America? I'm Ronald Montgomery Taylor. I don't want to be your president. You can call me Ron, or you can call me Dr. Taylor. It's your choice. <laughs> I am pro-choice, but not in the way you're thinking. Just generally. <laughs> now, I'm not some fast-talking politician. I grew up on a farm right in the middle of Boston. My father was a simple farmer. My mother was a simple dean of admissions at Harvard. Everything is too expensive today. That's fine. Immigration. I'm not interested in addressing that. I want to get us back to a simpler time. A time when women knew their place, the workforce. A time when kids respected their elders and grew up to start internet companies and said their prayers before bed, if they wanted to. And when those planes hit those two towers, I thought, man, America. Okay. Conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. In the end, do these words really mean anything? Yes. Yes, they do. That's their job as words. I know what you're thinking. 
Healthcare, abortion, Congress, banks. Well, I want you to know, I feel the exact same way as you. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to stop, slow down, take a look around and say, okay, let's make Ron president. <laughs> I'm Ron, or Dr. Taylor, and frankly, I'm a little ambivalent about this message. <laughs> That's great. And you wonder how Trump got elected. Coming up, Pete. Just do that. Let's everybody just do that. Right? I agree with you. That's right. Coming up. (laughs) Parts of of it anyway. I love people that agree with me. (laughs) Pete Egseth from Fox News joins us next. City's News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. 651-999-5855 is the phone number. Use the hashtag TCNT on Twitter. Reminder, we're going to be uh, hanging out and having some coffee and some tasty treats at the uh, Tim Hortons on Lake Street around 10 o'clock this morning. If you're in the area and want the best coffee, That's right. by, say hello. All three of us are going to be there. We're going to talk with, uh, well, let's go ahead and bring him on real quick. Uh, Pete Hegseth, Fox News. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm really excited because in this interview uh, that uh, that Hillary Clinton did with NPR when she was asked about the legitimacy of the 2016 election and contesting it, she says, no, I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> now, I will say this. She says, I don't know if there's any legal constitutional way to do that. I think you can raise questions. I, I will say this. One. What is Hillary Clinton supposed to say in that situation? And two, this is just as much NPR going and asking the question as it is Hillary Clinton going and answering. What is she supposed to do? She's supposed to answer the same way Al Gore did in 2000. She's supposed to say, you know what? It's not what I wanted. I could drag this out forever. I could make this about me. (laughs) I could blame everybody else. But you know what I'm going to say? You know, George George W. Bush won Florida. I'm not president. He is. Let's move on. She's had how many months now? Eight, nine, ten months to say just that one sentence one time. <laughs> and there is so much arrogance inside her that she can't do it. So I actually think it's a layup answer. It's exactly what she say is. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, it was funny. I was actually watching uh, Fox News last night, and they replayed the clip from one of the uh, debates where they talked about this particular issue and the will of the people. And what's really funny about it is when you play that Hillary Clinton clip, it is – now, when you watch it back in, in retrospect, it really goes to show just how convinced she was that she was going to. Sorry, it's a laugh, but she's going to win. It is un, some of the, you, you guys have probably seen it at Fox or on Twitter. Some of those full screens of every excuse that she has used yeah. so far all added up. She legitimately uh, cannot accept the outcome. I mean, that, that's really what it boils down to. She absolutely, to this point, has not come to grips with the fact that she lost the election. I mean, that's the only you- explanation for this continuing coming up with every possible excuse and pointing to sexism <laughs> and, you know, uh, and, 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 and Comey and Russians and every every possible explanation other than, People don't like me, and I was a horrible candidate, and I took I took certain states for granted. 
Correct. And it's also like a bad, it's like a bad breakup where you got to then watch your, your, your boyfriend with the other guy every single day. It's like now she's got to turn on TV and watch Donald Trump at the UN. And she's like, that was supposed to be me. It was supposed to be me. And her blood pressure goes up again and she thinks of a new excuse. You know, like never, ever, ever ends. I mean, your life's obsession you know what? was that office and it didn't happen. Somebody should like give her like a podcast or like a YouTube video show or something oh. like that where she can just go be pretend president. And everything that happens <laughs> in the world, she can she can have her little pretend presidency reaction, so that she can just sort of get it out of her system. Really good idea. Just get it out That's of her system. A really good idea. Yeah, That's a really good idea. That would probably rate pretty well too. There's a lot of liberals that want to live in that fantasy. Land. Oh yeah. When you go back to the Emmys the other night, you look at like Kate McKinnon, who's up there thanking her like she won. I mean, those are the types of people that would tune in every day to hear Absolutely. the yeah. latest, you know, Hillary Clinton policy decision. They're so triggered by reality that they just decide to live in an alternate universe. It's like video gamers. They are, you know, that's already, there's already millions of people doing that anyway. Yeah. You can just do it in a political context. Just put, you totally know, here's, here's what you do. While she's sleeping one day, we slip on one of those virtual reality headsets, right? So when she wakes up, she won't know it's on. <laughs> She'll just live yeah. in this virtual reality world, and we'll just program it for her, and she can she can pretend that she's president. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's Hillary it's Hillary Clinton Inception. <laughs> but here's I'll go one layer, Pete Hegseth, and totally waste your time. But we'll go we'll go one layer deep. We'll go one layer deeper on this. Is that all of those Hollywood elite who would actually go and tune in and listen to her making policy decisions would actually believe that they're true because any decisions made via policy from President Trump aren't going to have an impact on them anyhow. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, they can all, it, it would be called the Clinton show, like the Truman show. And, oh, and they could all just sort of, and they, maybe a few paid actors in there to make it feel even more real when she has some self-doubts that it's not true. But most of the people would be Hollywood. It's all Hollywood actors anyway, right, who believe it anyway. And then we could all watch it. Oh, that's a great bit. You can give her her own channel. She could set up a stage yeah. like Kramer did in Seinfeld when he got the, uh, the, the, the late show stage. That would be hysterical. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, on to uh, some legitimate issues. Uh, Trump. Oh, that's totally legitimate. Tr- Trump at the uh, Trump at the UN. Uh, you know, it's funny because listening to some of the commentary of expectations, and one of the things that I've and I, I think we've all known this for a while, but when you when you begin to break it down, and it's part of the reason, a big part of the reason why, in my opinion, Trump got elected, and that is, you know, Trump is kind of like. Uh, a regular person in that he can turn it on and turn it off. And and there are moments when Trump stands up and addresses certain uh, segments of the population over certain issues, and he's very presidential. And then there are moments when he acts like us and he takes to Twitter and goes on rants. Um, mm-hmm. I fully expect that when he addresses the U.N. that we're going to get the very sort of presidential uh, Trump and, uh, you know, a, a very a laid out and concise uh, speech to the U.N. On, on his expectations. I think you're right. Absolutely. And I think it'll, it'll be not as America first um, economic nationalism uh, as we have heard from the past. And, and it's sort of the, the political intelligentsia, you know, like Mike Allen at Axios and others, you know, their theory these days is this is all the influence of, of uh, General, uh, General Allen, uh, the new chief of staff, that ultimately – uh, he has controlled the flow of information to this president, and you've seen a, a sort of a, a little bit more measured approach across the board. And then the one mo- the moments when the chief of staff can't be there late at night or early in the morning are when you see the tweets of Hillary Clinton getting hit by a golf ball, because that's still who Donald Trump is at the end of the day, is he's going to litigate 
uh, all of these things no matter what. Uh, there may or may not be, you know, I mean, there's definitely some truth to that, but I still think his gut and his core is exactly where it was on Election Day, you know, Steve Bannon in the White House or Steve Bannon out of the White House. And I hope he uses that forum to do what he did so well, uh, bluntly, on the campaign trail, which is take to task global elites who want borderless worlds, who, uh, who don't believe in raising armies to defend themselves, who don't care about the nature of the regime. That's why the U.N. is so problematic. Tinpot dictators get the same vote, more or less, as, as uh, you know, republics and democracies. That's a problem. Litigate the very existence of, of what the U.N. has been doing, how they use it as a bludgeon against the West. I think he'll do some of that, but there are such big pressing issues like North Korea as well, where, where some level of interla- more international consensus and pressure on China and Russia would be extremely useful as well. So I don't know. I think, the, as always happens, the so-called mainstream media will be shocked that he looked presidential. <laughs> right. And the rest of us will say, you know, it's exactly what we expect. But for so many of us, I mean, that's how we are. I mean, that's how that's how we yeah. are in, in regular life. We turn it on and we turn it off. I mean, we're not, we were talking the other day. We're not all politics when we get off of the show. There are other things that we go do. We we do act differently among different people and 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 uh, and not, not behavior we're still the same people at our core but i think a lot of people i mean i know i do and it's not an excuse when he mm-hmm. does something stupid don't misunderstand but it is sort of an understanding of who trump is and that he is much more everyday average guy than he is certainly sort of career politician yes of course but i actually think to his credit he's far more consistent and authentic than most people especially mm-hmm. most people in politics you meet these politicians that the minute they hit a political event, it's it's smiley, happy, McGee, and then the minute they leave, they're they're grumpy and angry and you know dropping f bombs at everybody, right? I prefer the person that is just consistent, more or less across the spectrum. And my understanding, and those that have spent time with the president, that's exactly what you get. And he also, but he also understands that stage presence really does matter, and he, he crafted that over decades, just like Ronald Reagan. Uh, an actor can portray kind of what the gravitas that people are looking for that they frankly really need in certain situations. He he's mastered that whether it was The Apprentice or his time, yeah. you know, uh, uh, across the uh, New York City social scene. But he's a regular guy, and I think that's why you see Emmanuel Macron and you see Bibi Netanyahu, you know, really drawn to him. He, there is a magnetism to his to his character, and uh, and you see it on the world stage. We learned this week that there is a, a, a sort of a revived attempt to uh, kind of, sort of, repeal the Affordable Care <laughs> Act, kind of, sort of. Uh, have you had a chance to look over the, uh, the the current plan? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, the grand plan. Uh, I'm Listen, I'm ho- I have to be hopeful at this point because we all thought repeal and replace of Obamacare was dead. I mean, this gets rid of the individual mandates. It block grants and pushes decision-making uh, to the states. Uh, it doesn't do everything that that uh, that obviously those of us who believe in a full repeal that it would do. But you look at places like the National Review and others that have really reviewed it so far, and there's a there's a lot of hope that this is a true conservative alternative, and even better than the skinny bill because what it does is it forces the decisions on on who qualifies and where expansion happens down to the states where you know governors and state legislatures are far more accountable. I'd much rather always have that than Washington D.C. making decisions for me. And with state legislatures control, 33 or 34 of them controlled by Republicans at this point, and it gives us a chance to show what free market health care actually looks like. So I've got to dig into the details a little bit more, too. But the fact that there's we had Kellyanne Conway on Fox and Friends yesterday, and she she said we think we could get to 50, which would be a, which would be a stunning reversal. 
And John McCain has not yet said he would come out against it. So maybe he can get past his new resist uh, label and actually vote for something good. Well, and that was the question that I had. Is, is, there an, is there enough in it or are things taken out of it to, you know, bring across the finish line those individuals that thwarted the efforts the, uh, the last time? But it sounds like it's, time's going to – I mean, the, the clock's ticking. We only have until yeah, Friday. I, I got to look at it more, uh, to be honest with you. But it, it, it does – it's it's both good and bad. It's good in that it kicks it kicks it to the states. It's bad in that these cowards in Washington D.C. keep kicking it to the states because <laughs> they can't actually make a big decision. You know, I'll take it though. I mean, if that's all yeah, we can get it. right now, if that's all we can get right now is kicking the 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 management of these plans back to the states with these block grants, man, I am totally mm-hmm. fine with it because not only an individual mandate gone, individual absolutely. mandate gone, the government can't tell me to buy it. Not only do do states have a much better handle, a much better idea of what's needed, of what would be effective, of uh, but they also there's a lot more accountability on state government. That's so right. if if those block that's grants right. are mishandled, it's far easier to replace a state legislature than it is to replace a Congress. Absolutely. I'd love to see competition against the, across state lines. I don't know if that's included. I'm going to look at that right after this. I mean, that would be a, a bingo because, you know, Minsure, yeah, you, you raised up in accountability. You can, you can hold politicians accountable for that, but if they can't look elsewhere, then you might have so few choices uh, in a Minsure that it's worthless, as we've seen in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Well, and I'm still convinced that uh, if they can get, let's just say, for example, this, if they can get this done, then I think that we've we, we've we've gone and knocked the first domino down, and I think it'll be much much easier to get other things done if we get this done. We can get over this hurdle and the controversy and the nonsense that'll be all said about it between now and then, because Schumer and Pelosi are already, you know, re- what is it? Red alarm alert is what Schumer said oh, yesterday, yeah. or something ridiculous everyone's like that. Gonna, everyone's gonna die. Uh, and the beautiful irony of it is, who's the guy leading the bill that might actually get passed? The guy who. Who you know? Trump gave out his cell phone number during the campaign and said, "Call <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham." Right? right, and now Lindsey Graham's the guy out here, maybe getting it across the finish line. Turns <laughs> out, uh, you know, politics has amazing bedfellows. Pete Hegseth, when will we uh, see you on Fox News next? Uh, it'll, I'll be on this. I'm now the actually the permanent co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend, so you'll see me every week. Oh, congratulations, uh, dude! That's awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, we'll uh, talk to you next week, man. Thanks for your time. You got it. Take care. Take Thanks. care. You know, one of the things that one of the things about Trump and the, the the address to the U.N. that I like is that the more experience and it's going to be a general comment, but you know, people saying it, the more experience he gets in situations like this, the better, because we, I mean, you forget this is a guy that's only been on the job, you know, for, you know, what, what are we uh, into October now? Um, sorry to call back. <laughs> so, <laughs> he hasn't been on the job very long, and it seems as if every time he goes and does something that he hasn't done before or has and is able to spend more time doing it, he comes out from the backside better educated on how this stuff works and better, you know, I just, I like that. So I'm glad yeah. that we have these I, things. I get what you're saying, and people was trying to, oh, we, know, we don't want somebody learning on the job. Well, uh, what president hasn't? Right. You know, and let's, yeah, everybody, everybody who's ever been president wasn't president before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Including Obama. 
let's not forget. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Mr. Community Organizer hasn't yeah. been serv- serving very long prior to going and winning that election. At least, at least Trump has some executive experience. Well, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it has to be on the job training. He won. I mean, you don't have a choice in the matter yeah, no, anymore. Right? It doesn't matter. Unless you were part of the Hillary show, which is a fantastic idea. we got to explore that more. Yeah, I like that. That's great. I Just like give her that. a podium. Give her her own channel. Right. She can come out and do her own she presidential do, addresses. Uh, podcasts and YouTube. Oh, YouTube, yeah. Uh, channel. And she can she can go be president. And here's what I would have said to the U.N. Yeah. Franken yeah. and Klobuchar can go on there and talk yeah. about what a great her how great her ideas are and how great they're going to be for the country. Yeah. And Hollywood won't know any better. <laughs> they'll, get, they'll give it awards. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Oh, so great. Genius. It's a fantastic. Good job, dude. That was good. That's, that was, that was, that's all you, man. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk to uh, Jason Flores from Americans for Prosperity. He's going to come in, and uh, he's got a column that he and Tom Emmer uh, wrote together about uh, stop playing gamesmanship with the uh, tax code. It's very interesting. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. And uh, California Governor Jerry Brown uh, said that if you voted for Trump, you're a cave dweller. We'll get into that on tomorrow's show. We're going to be out at Tim Hortons later on uh, this morning. 10 o'clock. 36th and Lake. Come join us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.